Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and today my guest is Crow Wing County Administrator Tim Houle. Tim, welcome back to Community Focus. Hi, Ken. How are you? I am doing fine, thank you. Is summer really here? Or? Uh, you know, I think so. <laughs> you know, but as a, as a good Minnesotan, I always have to hedge my bet and say... I think so. Yeah. Well, officially, I believe it arrives on the 21st, but either way, it's starting to feel like summer. And, it is. And a lot more traffic in the lakes area and a lot more traffic on our area lakes. And I think we'll start there talking to you because uh, your the county does have a, uh, the sheriff's office has a water patrol team and they're ready to go, aren't they? Yeah. And if you think about it, um, because Crow Wing County is such a uh, lakes-oriented county, uh, seasonal-oriented county. Right. Um, we do see a lot of county government services that have to ramp up in the summer and then basically go away in the winter. Uh, and so boat and water is an example of that. We're going to talk about a couple of things today that are examples of that, actually. Uh, the boat and water team is ready for summer. I don't know if you, if your listeners know this, but 400 lakes with combined water surface area of more than 92,000 acres that are patrolled from May through mid-September. That's a lot of water. It is a lot of water. And, you know, we certainly are one of those counties, I tease, that we are the home to 1,000 of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes. I don't yeah. think that's actually true, but you get the idea. We also see that population increase. Uh, the census says we have 63,000 people, but we know that this increases by, you know, some factors. I've heard as high as three to five times. Certainly on the busier weekends like race weekend, yep. I'm sure that's very true. And Fourth of July, our big holiday weekends. Yep. Uh, so we do have to hire additional personnel, and that's uh, so your listeners do need to be aware that there is extra water patrol out on our lakes. They are performing safety checks and just being visible. They are checking boaters for life jackets and safety equipment, such as fire extinguishers and sound-producing devices. A common violation is not having a personal flotation device on a boat that's over 16. You have to have a throwable. Yeah. Uh, and so the Water Patrol also inspects about 1,000 rental crafts available mm. in the county each year. So if you're here renting a craft, the Sheriff's Department inspects those. And each summer, the Water Patrol teams up with local lake associations to offer youth boater safety permit classes. Uh, good to know. They have been really popular annually training about 200 youth. Classes are free and available to youth who are 12 to 17. We have eight classes scheduled on different lakes across the county. Each class runs about six hours. So you can check out our Facebook page or you can call 829-4749 for class locations. Hmm. Very good. So if you have that teen that's not 18 yet uh, before you put them behind the wheel of the boat, they need to take that safety class, I would think. Anybody that is uh, over 12 years old and the boat is greater than, I think it's 30 horsepower, Okay. then you have to have a watercraft permit. Very good. Um, you know, it's kind of like for driver's driver's license. Absolutely. Same kind of thing. Um, Absolutely. So, and then the other thing that the Water Patrol is doing this year is they are taking part in what's called Operation Dry Water. That's a national boating while impaired enforcement campaign. Mm. That's going to take place around the 4th of July holiday. So we're giving you a heads up. Um, you know, boating and driving is just as bad as drinking and driving. And unfortunately, we see a news story or two every every year. 
of somebody doing something, ramming a boat across another boat and people being injured. We really just don't want that. So just want to remind everyone to use extra caution on the water as we enjoy the summer months in Crow Wing County, all of our beautiful lakes and resources. We want to make sure that people uh, enjoy it and make it home safe. Yeah. And as a uh, lakeshore property owner here in the lakes area, I know uh, we always talk about safety issues. And it's great to see uh, the not only the Crow Wing County Sheriff's Water Patrol, but I know the DNR patrols. And it's all good to keep everyone safe on the waters. A lot of high water in the county this spring, too. Boy, isn't there. Yeah. And that's a big issue for erosion of different shorelands. And so, you know, the, the state law talks about being 300 feet away from the shore. And especially when we have such high water, that's an important thing. Um, And so we ask boaters to be courteous. Uh, And especially as you get closer and closer to the shoreline, your wake should get smaller and smaller and smaller. And that's just going to contribute less wave action, which will uh, result in less erosion. The erosion is not great for the lake because the sediments that are attached to whatever erodes into the lake is going to add nutrients into the lake, which can produce weeds and algae. And um, it's just not a good thing. No. So try to minimize the amount of runoff that's going into our lakes. All right. Uh, Tim, the other thing that uh, all of Minnesota is dealing with, especially here in the lakes area, is the aquatic invasive species. And I know the county has done some work in that respect as well. Yeah, we have a hotline that's established, a one-stop phone number for anybody that wants information in the Brainerd Lakes area about uh, AIS, aquatic invasive species, decontamination from their boats. When we're talking about uh, aquatic invasive species, we're talking about Eurasian water milfoil, curly leaf pondweed, um, and zebra mussels. Those are probably among the most common that you'll hear of, and there's many, many others. Yeah. So the decontamination of your boat consists of a very hot water rinse to kill zebra mussels and, if needed, a high-pressure spray to remove any materials like um, Eurasian water milfoil that may be sticking to the boat, the motor, the trailer, and any personal gear. There's no soaps, no bleaches, no chemicals are used in the process. It's just hot hot water and high pressure. Uh, And those stations are operated by DNR-trained and certified inspectors, so uh, we know that they... uh, that they know what they're doing and that what they're doing is going to effectively and safely remove or kill the AIS. There are four decontamination stations in Crow Wing County. Uh, We have one in Cross Lake, in Gull Lake, Ruth Lake up in the Emily area, and Breezy Point at the Pelican Square convenience store. Mm. The Minnesota DNR also has some portable units that they, at several area lakes, you can check out their website, mindnr.gov slash decon for information on where the DNR is going. The decontamination, decontaminations, all free of charge. Um, and if you you may be referred for a decontamination, uh, if AIS materials or unknown items or materials are found or the watercraft has been in the water for more than 24 hours or it's being moved to another lake or if undrainable water is present. Mm. It's a pretty quick thing. You go in and it uh, takes a short time, valuable tool for limiting the AIS spread. If you want more information, uh, give us a call at that hotline number, 824-1055. You know, uh, I've gone through that a few times, uh, not here in Crow Wing County, in another county where we had taken our boat and did a camping trip. It was in the water for more than 24 hours, Mm -hmm. and there was an AIAS inspector at the boat landing who directed us and told us that we had to go to the decontamination station because of that 
boat being in the water. And I think the issue in that lake was spiny water flea. Yes. And, you know, I think, well, I'm bringing that boat back to my lake. That's the last thing I want to bring back. So we went to that decontamination station, and I'm glad we did. Um, speaking of which, though, uh, AIS inspectors at area boat landings, that's another thing that the county provides, is it not? Yes, and we get a, a fairly substantial grant from the state of Minnesota. We also partner with Laria Lake Associations, and they contribute additional dollars for additional hours of inspections at our public landings. You know, of course, there's never enough. We right. don't cover our public landings 24-7. Uh, and so we do ask that people still act responsibly. And we have the inspectors there because I think oftentimes people want to do the right thing, but they may not know what the right thing is to do. Mm -hmm. And so the inspectors, you know, we want them to be more educational uh, and trying to help folks understand how AIS gets spread so that we can minimize that spread. But you're right. That's another example of ramping up in the summer. We hire 50 seasonal AIS inspectors. Uh, so they help to fight uh, the spread of aquatic invasive species. They are there to answer any questions that you may have. Uh, hopefully you find a friendly face who's helping you to understand how we can best limit the spread of AIS. All right. Well, Tim, summer means two things, getting out on the water, and uh, I believe the second thing is road construction, isn't it? Road construction. <laughs> yeah, we don't and, really have a summer. We have a road construction. Yeah. That's what we have. And I would imagine the county has uh, some projects to talk about. Yeah, we have roads that are under construction throughout the county. Our highway department has developed a great five-year plan, and that five-year plan calls out every uh, one of the projects that they're going to undertake. It's pretty rare that we you know, have some reason that we have to deviate from that five-year plan. Mm. And so it's it's just short of a promise to the citizens of Crow Wing County. And so you can go to our website, crowwing.us, look up the highway department. You can see when we're going to be doing what road projects over the course of the next five years. Uh, and so if people are interested in knowing that, they can certainly check it out there. Um, you know, just like snow plowing, road construction is a um, multi-jurisdictional kind of thing. Roads exactly. meet up. And so, you know, we, we, we only ask that your listeners understand that state highways are plowed by the state of Minnesota. City streets are plowed by the city in question. We do county roads. And so our roads tend to be more out in the rural area, connecting state highway to state highway or thoroughfare to thoroughfare. You know, our county road system is designed to move people it's not designed to be residential, um, but it can accommodate that, of course. I, I would think then if someone has an issue with a road of any kind, they need to maybe first determine <laughs> which jurisdiction is in charge before they just automatically call your office or the county office. We really see that you know, in the snow plowing season in particular because yeah. we, do a, we do a lot of social media postings when we're going to send snowplow drivers out, which we have found to be um, very well received. The public wants to know. Uh, and then we'll get comments back from people about the quality of the snowplowing that was done. And, you know, invariably, about three out of every four of those comments are about a road that is not under the county's jurisdiction. Oh. And, you know, I understand that. I mean, sure. people don't necessarily understand who has what road. But generally speaking, in the city, it's going to be a city street. In the country, it's going to be a county road. And the state highways are pretty clearly marked as state highways. Very good. Uh, Tim, I know um, we had you on the show um, a while back and you were talking about uh, a very serious problem with meth in this county. Absolutely. And, and I understand there's going to be a, 
uh, community roundtable discussion about this. Yeah, the, the truth of the matter is, you know, I think when I recorded the rules for the morning show, um, you know, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. The reality is we can't cure the meth problem. The government is not going to be able to cure this problem. It is a societal problem. And so we need to engage the community in trying to move the needle and still recognizing that the, oftentimes the people who are going to come to a community roundtable are not the ones who are suffering from the drug problem. Right. But they are eyes and ears in our community to try to help identify where somebody may be struggling. Uh, and so this community roundtable is going to be discussing the drug problem in Crow Wing County on June 11th. We're going to hold that community roundtable to gather input and involvement from all of the residents. Our goal is to try to address the drug problem and have discussions and share ideas about how the community might be mobilized in helping to do that. Everybody is invited to attend. Uh, it is coming up on Tuesday, June 11th from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Brainerd High School Cafeteria, Tuesday, June 11th. 4 to 6 p.m. at the Brainerd High School cafeteria. Encourage all of your listeners who are concerned or as concerned as we are about this to show up and help us to engage the community in dealing with the issue. And Tim, do you know uh, who are some of the principals that will be there? Um, obviously, I'm thinking law enforcement. Um, community services. Okay. Um, and certainly law enforcement. I think we'll have someone from probation there. Uh, the county attorney's office, I know, is going to be there. The sober squad, I believe, is the one who maybe was the initial uh, group that started putting this community presentation together. So okay. kudos to them. Yeah. And I'm sure there will be many other resources from the recovery community that will gravitate naturally towards this kind of a forum. Right. Uh, and so I think it will be re well represented by people who uh, spend their life in the treatment field. Uh, and how we can intervene to best help someone to deal with uh, the problem they're struggling with. Yeah. And this does affect us all. So like you say, it's it's best that we all be there. Well, it's one way or the other. I mean, it's an effect in your family. Uh, it's an effect for someone you love that's struggling. Uh, it's an effect of when that person who is struggling trips and falls. We pick them up, whether that's in the they're going to go to jail because of their trip and fall, whether they're going to go to treatment because of their trip and fall. And, of course, all of those costs are borne by all of us. And so this is a community problem. It's not as simple as, well, I don't have a problem. Yeah. And so, therefore, I don't have a problem. Yeah. No, you really do. Yeah. Um, no matter whether you're personally struggling with it or not, as a community, we do have a problem. Yeah. All right. Uh, last but not least, do I understand that uh, property assessors are doing their annual uh, uh, job? Yeah, we probably saved this for last, Ken, because <laughs> you know probably this isn't necessarily what your listeners want to hear. But we do send property assessors out. We're obligated by state law to review one-fifth of all of the parcels in the county every year, 20%. Okay. And so it's called a quintile because of the 20%. Sure. And as we do that, then we catch up with any changes that may have occurred, um, you know, and making sure that the quality of the construction that we have for somebody is still true. Uh, maybe they've improved their property. Maybe it's deteriorated. At any rate, we will be inspecting about 8,200 parcels across the county. So you may see assessors verifying information about your property, including the size, the quality, the homestead status, condition of improvements. We're trying to verify the accuracy and the completeness of the assessment record. If you think about it, the valuation is really about equalization. 
It is about making sure that those values are between 90 and 105 percent of what the house would actually sell for. That's the requirement in state Mm -hmm. law. Mm -hmm. And as long as we're going to have a system that is going to tax people based on the value of property, we need to make sure that the value that we assign is as fair as possible. It's a mass appraisal system. We do right. all parcels. And so that is different than, say, an individual real estate appraisal for a sale. We're typically way behind in the market. Uh, so, for instance, the parcels that we're going to inspect this year, these will be for pay 2020 property tax assessments. I see. And it allows you the time during uh, 2019 and early 2020 to challenge that value if you think that it's too high. Uh, and so that process is easy. We'll help you challenge the decision. Uh, you can come in and talk to the uh, assessors about how did they arrive at, what they arrived at. And oftentimes that will resolve most people's questions. But you can appeal your valuation. Yeah. And so we'll help you to do that if you're interested. We want you to know that the assessors are going to be in, uh, in the out in the county area. And so just so you know that that may be occurring. But We always want to display our county ID badges and the vehicles are going to display Crow Wing County markers. Business cards are going to be left with residents if no one is home. And you may receive a follow-up letter requesting an interior review if that's necessary. Most of the time that's not. The information from this review process will be reflected, as I mentioned, on your 2020 property tax assessments. Those get mailed out beginning in March of next year. And then we have the process for challenging the value and then it's used. All right. Very good. Well, we covered a lot of ground. Uh, I want to uh, just, uh, again, reiterate that uh, that very important roundtable discretion, uh, discussion on the drug problems in Crow Wing County will be Tuesday, June 11th from 4 to 6 at, Brainerd's High, at the Brainerd High School cafeteria. And we hope to see a lot of folks there. And, Tim, we thank you so much for being here to talk about all these items. Absolutely. It's summer in the great white north. Let's enjoy it. Let's be safe and let's be courteous of, uh, of each other. Very good. Tim, thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Tim Houle is the Crow Wing County Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime simply by accessing our website at 1067wjjy.com. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details.